Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. Nashville's newest heavy-hitting real estate site, Church Street, sees two large building purchases just last week. One hotel opens this week in Nashville and has built some of the inside to reflect some of Tennessee's most unique features. Plus, today's Middle Tennessee Lake sits right on the shoreline of one of Al Capone's hideouts. We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. lot to talk about as we are continuing our Middle Tennessee Adventure Series Lake Edition uh, with a very, very large and really influential area of Middle Tennessee. Um, but before we get to that, if if this is like we've said all, all this week, this has probably made you want to go and uh, maybe check out your own lake sites and uh, maybe one day on the lake is not enough. 365 might be or like it, especially with the chances of it not really, uh, not really freezing up, which is uh, a good thing about the uh, some of the Tennessee lakes. And so, you want a 365 a day experience at some of these lakes, uh, and you you want to see some real estate sites down there. Uh, if you're thinking Nashville, and in this case, if you're thinking lakes, then you need to think Brad. Uh, essentially, if you're thinking anything real estate, make sure you are thinking Brad. Brad Reynolds is a top Nashville-based realtor, closing in. On $200 million in sales, he knows Nashville real estate like nobody else. We can reach out to Brad at thinkbrad.com. Follow him on Instagram, Brad underscore Reynolds underscore Nashville. And he also has a fantastic YouTube channel over at Think Brad. So make sure if you're thinking Nashville this week, if you're thinking lakes, think Brad. Yes, absolutely. All right. So we're making our way into downtown Nashville and a street that we talked about a couple weeks ago, we did uh, Midtown or, or Downtown Nashville in 2026. It was a series that we did. That was our most recent series outside of the Lake series was Nashville in 2026. It looks like we're going to get even more uh, than what we anticipated in that 2026 series. There's two buildings that just sold on Church Street in the last week alone. And the first building just sold for over $23 million. This is coming from the Nashville Business Journal. And I have a photo uh, that is on my screen right now of this building on Church Street. You know what's funny is, is uh, you and Brad, when, when uh, we had Brad on the show, you know, you guys were talking Church Street. Uh, Church Street is, is definitely one of those. I, I don't know yet what to compare it to. Um, but it, it's going to be, like I think it's going to gonna take a city, lot of people by surprise. Yeah. 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 I don't okay. know what to compare to with the city, another city, but I think it's going to take a lot of people by surprise in five to 10 years, how influential church street is going to be for the everyday Nashvilleian. And it's going to be a busy, busy business district. Oh, it, it's going to be one of the busiest districts in Nashville. 
And uh, if you want to see the best high five ever, you, you need to go check out the interview I did with Brad. It's the Think Brad, uh, Think Brad, Think Nashville, or Think Nashville, Think Brad. I'm confusing the lines right now. Uh, Either way, you, you thought Nashville, five, you thought Brad. We, we talked about Church Street, and it's the best high five ever. So go check that out. Uh, that episode's in our show notes. Uh, so the first building that sold is 814 Church Street. It is sold for $25.5 million. Oh, I, said, I said $23 million. I was confusing the numbers. Um, so it's it's uh, to a real estate developer, veteran real estate developer from Miami. Oh, welcome um, to Miami. And this is this is pretty cool. The Business Journal broke this down a little bit. The sale equals around five hundred and sixty six thousand six hundred sixty seven dollars for each of the North Gulch properties, forty five rooms, which obviously means that's definitely overpriced, which means. Boom, knock it down. Knock it down and put build up, something better. Put up something else. And build something better. Yeah. All right, so we have one more building that also sold on Church Street. and This, this is more in the is, Midtown area, I believe. Yes, it is. I'm trying to find the address. So 1811 Church Street. We have a photo of this. Uh, this building just needs to be knocked down. It's uh, it's probably going to be. It's, it's pretty darn ugly, everybody. I, I can't imagine much really coming out of this. Uh, <laughs> we're going to turn that into a cocktail bar. Yeah. I mean, if it was in East Nashville, yes, I'd say yes. So uh, what was the sell amount of this building? Um, so this one, I believe this closed for 13.75 wow. million dollars, but it's, so it's, it's an acre and a half, which is very important. That's very important. Midtown. Yeah. So you're at the 1805 address, right? 1805 I'm, to... 815 Church Street? I think so. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was making is, sure we're on the, the we're, we're talking. Yeah, so yeah, so we're right in there. Uh yeah, so that's why it's such a high price. It's an acre and a half, which is very significant uh as far as, you know, having a lot of that space for Nashville. It just it sits over a thousand feet away from Broad West, the two tower office condo hotel and project that uh, opened last year and the restaurants have opened as of recent as well, which is crazy to think about. And we literally covered that in, in Midtown in 2026. We came out with that episode, I think, three weeks ago. And this site wasn't even proposed when we talked about Midtown in 2026. Yeah, we, we do have more information on that site, uh, which is pretty cool. A 383 unit building wow. is planned on being there at least 15 stories uh, for for that project. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of been in the works for a while. And this is kind of the uh, the latest iteration of this, the purchase of that property. All right. So there's a new luxury hotel that just opened in downtown Nashville on July 12th. So about three days ago, literally three days ago. Uh, this is the One Hotel Nashville. It's located at 710 Demumbrian Street. And they have some really cool things on the outside. Let me see if I can find an Instagram account for them. Sure. So they have 215 rooms. Um, it's, it's, uh, like Stuart said on Dumbumbrian street, uh, they have two things that really kind of stand out for them. Uh, they are very, um, I'm trying to think of how they, they phrase it, but they, uh, are very conscious on the products that they use, uh, very eco-friendly hotel there. I think they pride themselves on being one of the most eco-friendly hotels, uh, that's that's around probably in Nashville as well. They have 16 locations across the globe, um, and uh, they also one one feature that is is very very cool. Um, they have some features of Tennessee in greenery and uh, in kind of shape. 
that are helping. Do, I don't know if you found anything yeah, on there I, for so for the Nashville one. I found this one, so this is this is okay. The so I'm going to pull up one. your computer and while we kind of talk about that. Yeah, so you have a lot of greenery on the outside of the building, which is technically one of the first buildings in Nashville to have that type of greenery. So it's an 800-foot exterior ivy wall. That's cool. Um, it, with curated plant program on the entrance. Okay. Throughout the 6,000 square feet of event space, wall coverings are reminiscent of the Smoky Mountains, and the lobby structures in there is an ode to tobacco barns. Oh, that's cool. Um, Does it smell like tobacco barns burning tobacco? Probably not. Oh, because that would be an amazing smell. Um, uh, room showcase native greenery, reclaimed wood, lots of natural light, hints of the Cumberland River, Natchez Trace, and Fort Nashboro can also be found in the Nashville's new urban retreat. Uh, accommodations range from about 370 square feet upwards of 2,000 square feet with the Terrace House Suite. That's a- That'd be cool. I'd, I'd be excited. I'm excited to uh, to go in there. We've seen this uh this opening we we've seen this you know being prepared for its opening yeah. for a long time i'm just and I'm, they have a coffee shop that's been open there for a uh, couple months now i believe i'm just glad that right there on the corner of 8th avenue or roselle parks in demumbrian it's down it's back to two two way roads is it really yeah so <laughs> it's been so long it's since been it's been so long. a very crowded intersection uh, but speaking of crowded intersections, wow, this uh, this article came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting this to happen before the Metro Council votes. Uh, but basically, the city of Nashville has barred uh, street or sidewalk vendors, not street vendors, sidewalk vendors from the entertainment district in downtown Nashville. So it, it's a weird way that the title is phrased. It says Nashville sidewalk vendors barred from entertainment district's busiest corridors, uh, Fifth and Broad. Is ma- <laughs> mainly what I'm thinking. Fifth and broad. Yeah. Because Metro Council is actually going to be reading that or they they read it a few days ago, but they'll have to go through a couple day uh processes of votes. Yeah. So this is coming from the Tennesseans reporting on this. This is being uh handed down as rule from Metro's Traffic and Parking Commission. Do you even know that was a thing? Uh approved the map four to two as a temporary measure, temporary, temporary measure until Metro Council can put some legislation in there. Sidewalk vendors will be notified of the changes over the next seven business days and enforcement will begin July 21st. Nashville's Department of Transportation will present a finalized draft of proposed uh, regulations and any necessary ordinance proposals at the commission's August meeting. The move comes after Mayor Cooper asked the commission in June to prohibit sidewalk just like that. Hey, don't want it. Okay, here you go, Cooper. Uh, This comes after Cooper asked in June to prohibit sidewalk vending between Union Street and Korean Veterans Boulevard from the Cumberland River to 8th Avenue. Wow. (laughs) That is all of downtown Nashville. Calling vendors, quote, a substantial blight for both pedestrians and brick and mortar businesses. That's crazy. Uh, so as many of 250 vendors have active full-time sidewalk vending permits in Davison County and about 500 have seasonal vendor permits. So, I mean, the article continues. So I'll read through it, but th- I can't think of many vendors that are a blight. Blight is kind of a strong word. There, There's only one that I can think of that many people probably don't like, and that's the uh, the weed the weed vendors. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly what they're selling. It's it's not probably Delta Eight. Like it, it's the <laughs> legal stuff. Yeah, it's the strongest state. legal stuff. 
that's the only thing I can think that people probably don't like as much. Uh, but it makes me wonder, did they cause enough of a disruption um, that it is uh, really causing everybody else to have to suffer because of that? The only other additional thing that I could think of are the people who are like with the AS, ASCP or yeah, uh, yeah. the uh, people who are constantly just on there asking, asking for, for donations. Or panhandlers. Yeah, but they don't have a license. That's true. <laughs> so they, but they don't they're not in the conversation but they're blocking as much traffic uh, highway they're, they're more sidewalk. of a yeah. yeah they're more of a a nuisance to businesses than street vendors are yeah one would think uh so the article continues there's a headline in this that metro officials report enforcement difficulties uh the tennessee goes on to say the majority of sidewalk space in the downtown entertainment district is already restricted under current code and regulations which bars vendors from impeding driveways and roads as well as access to fire hydrants bus stops building entrances building entrances and other things but enforcement of the patchwork of rules and distance requirements is difficult without clear consensus of on where vendors can and cannot be, according to national police and NDOT officials. Um, Metro staff and Cooper's administration point to pedestrian safety uh, as the main driver for tightened vendor restrictions. I, I feel safer being around street vendors than I do the panhandlers. Uh, it says several downtown streets have been flagged as high in reports, yeah, that's the weed vendors. In reported pedestrian injuries, uh, though data doesn't necessarily indicate whether street vendors had any connection with pedestrian injur- injuries. It, correct. Are you talking about the drunkenness on Broadway and most people just tripping out of the bars? Like, is that the they, case? They don't know. We don't, I know. don't know. Um, in director Diana Alacron uh, uh, said, or sorry, uh, Alacron said Monday. The new map is intended to provide more clarity for enforcement as further regulation details are hammered out. At the time of the meeting, Metro Nashville Police Department had not yet reviewed the draft regulations. Uh, One officer said the draft was distributed to commissioners on July 8th. So they keep talking about this map, and I am in this draft, and I'm not seeing anything about any type of map. Yeah, I'm not really either. Um, Speakers representing the National Visitors Corporation uh, urged commissioners to put strong regulations in place. Hmm. So I guess they're on the side of the mayor in this. Downtown residents and representatives of, of I- from Icon Entertainment, Ryman, and the real estate developer Tony Garitana also voiced support for clear, more stringent rules. It, it's, it's okay. So there's, I think there's a difference between more stricter rules, meaning they probably don't want the, the weed people there, my guess, and barring everybody outright yes so i don't necessarily know if they're planning on letting people in one by one like the party buses or if they're just gonna bar everybody outright and see how it goes from there that's i I don't really that's what it seems like so further down in the article is a street vendor matthew edwards has served on the sidewalk vending advisory committee another committee uh, a working group uh, comprised of individuals from ndot police vendors police vendors merchants (laughs) the downtown national partnership metro health department and legal counsel he said cooper's initiative to put an all-out ban on street vendors negatively impacted the committee's process let's find some compromise but the ban isn't it that's what i just said yeah um uh, marcus winkfield who started a sidewalk vending business in 2020 said monday's decision means vendors will essentially 
be essentially unemployed for at least the next month. I don't know why he said for at least the next month. I don't because know. Because the, the three council votes. So, because it, it has to go through council, metro council. Well, so the only the thing, vote. the only thing that this said, it doesn't, it's not going to go to council. Well, so uh, it's, it's going to go to uh, the, the draft is being distributed to commissioners on July 8th, but it's still going to be voted by the council eventually. Okay. Yeah. So I guess they'll have to do something since this is a quote, temporary measure. Um, so this is this is where I'm I'm confused. It says National Department of Transportation will present a finalized draft of proposed regulations and any necessary ordinance proposals at the commission's oh, the August meeting. So not not the city the council. Cap- okay, so at the Department of Transportation's meeting, I guess. I know. Maybe we should go to that in person and just sit there and watch. Yeah, and be bored to tears. Yeah, so it, it's been uh, the the heavy hammer of national regulation has come down on the uh, on the Broadway streets hey, you, you, a lot lately. You you can't dance on party buses now. You can't <laughs> dance on the sidewalks or the streets. Dancing in the streets is yeah. now it's, it's it's gone for now. It's gone. Everybody just just stay home. Just, That'll be best. Or just drink your sorrows away on Broadway. Yep. Yep. So all right, let it, let us know what you guys think about this down in the comments. Or DM us on Instagram and, and let us know your thoughts. All right, let's head over to Explore's Nashville tip of the day. For Explorers Nashville tip of the day, it's a great day to head to the Parthenon, which is located in Centennial Park. And if you didn't know this, if you're from Pennsylvania, Maine, New Hampshire, Canada. If you didn't know this, Nashville actually has a full-scale replica of the Parthenon from Athens, Greece. I guess we should probably put like an additional statement to that because if it was a replica of what the Parthenon currently looks like, it would it, it would just have three or four columns. Yeah. So so uh, of what the Parthenon looked like, like a thousand years ago. Yeah. So at, at its peak before before the wars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the inside the Parthenon, there's, there's bathrooms there. So free bathrooms. That's always a nice thing. There's air conditioning. Yeah. It's 94 degrees out. Yeah. Uh, very large doors, very large doors. They're the heaviest bronze doors in the, I think the world or definitely the Western hemisphere. Uh, there's a, a Greek statue of the God Athena, goddess, goddess Athena. And then there's also an art exhibit exhibit and then there's an exhibit on how the park was built so it's an incredible thing it's about ten dollars a person so it's a great attraction in nashville there you go so take a visit from that you can be outside if you like the warm and inside if you want the air conditioning go visit the parthenon that is explores nashville tip of the day Today's episode of Nashville Daily is brought to you by Blessed Day Coffee. If you're looking for some great caffeine and a good pick-me-up, you need to visit blessedaycoffee.com and use code EXPLORE20 to take 20% off your order today. Especially if you are uh, hosting and you want some uh, some good cold brew for events, uh, Blessed Day Coffee has a great selection of cold brew to choose from. And Stuart, you're still making cold brew at home. I am, and uh, it's a great start to the day. I think I may start doing that. Because I think I think I may start doing that. It's so hot, but guys, it's, <laughs> it's so, it's it so is. Hot. It is. It's very hot outside. Um, but guys, Christmas is right around the corner. 
like Ooh. within five months. So if you're looking Ooh. for a great Christmas gift, yeah. Wednesday coffee is a great gift for somebody, especially for me. <laughs> if you want to get me a bag of coffee or Aaron a bag of coffee, we will gladly take it. Um, but also, um, if you're, this is even better. If you're in the Nashville area, uh, free delivery for, uh, for most of you Nashville peeps. So head over blessedacoffee.com. All right. So we are knees deep in this, this, this water right now of the middle Tennessee Lake adventure series. And uh, we've covered a few different lakes over this journey. Uh, we've talked about Radnor Lake. We've talked about Normandy Lake. We've talked about uh, Percy priest. We've talked about old Hickory. And now we're going South of Nashville down towards uh, let's see a little bit past Manchester. We're kind of in Swanee, Swanee in between Mount Eagle near Lynchburg, near Winchester, Tennessee. Yeah. And we're talking about Tim's Ford Lake. All right. So we're going to pull this up on Google maps so you can kind of see the contextual area of this here. So, um, man, that, <laughs> that's quite a big lake. Well, it, it, there is a lot of area for flooding storage. Oh, so okay. if, it, if, there's, if it floods, it can get even bigger. Uh, so this is directly in between Lynchburg and Winchester, Tennessee. And it's about a 20-minute drive from Lynchburg. And I basically, you go up the, if you're looking at Jack Daniels or if you're looking at downtown Lynchburg, you, you see these giant hills with these beautiful homes on it. You drive up those hills and then you get to Tim's Ford Lake. There's a lot to do in this area. Uh, so, Aaron, what what's the history of this lake? Uh, so, Tim's Ford, it's T- Tim's Ford Reservoir, Tim's Ford Lake. It's used interchangeably depending on who you're talking to. It's on the Elk River. Uh, it extends 34 miles upstream to the northeast from Tim's Ford Dam. Tim's Ford sprawling arms of water are uh, popular with canoeists, kayakers, uh, kayakers, anglers. Uh, in addition to power generation and recreation, Tim's Tim's Ford provides water supply and flood damage uh, reduction downstream on the Elk River, primarily for Fayetteville, Tennessee. Yeah, so they have a, they have a, it's crazy. Um, they actually have, uh, so the construction started in 1966, finished in 1970. The dam is 175 feet, uh, 75 feet high. It spans 1,580 feet across the Elk River. Uh, wow. Normally, that's the huge. flood zone is 15 feet, so that's normally the water level of Tim's Ford Lake is 15 feet in depth. This is really fascinating. Tim's Ford has a flood storage capacity of 219,600 acre feet. So basically, when it floods, it has all of that land that we were showing on Google Maps to be able to be able to take all of that water. So according to Tim's Ford Lake uh, since this is near uh, Swanee University of the South and also a place called High Point Restaurant. High Point Restaurant was said to be one of the homes of Al Capone, uh, which is pretty cool. We haven't talked a lot about Al Capone on the, the podcast for Tennessee, but there's a you know big, big connection with Al Capone in Tennessee. There is. And so let's just throw up this restaurant real quick. Uh, the high point restaurant. Um, I've, I know you and I have passed this a couple times. I do not think I've eaten here. It looks absolutely incredible. Have you been here, Aaron? I have not. Uh, so just look at their dishes, like what well, their steaks, like it, it's a true like steakhouse down in Swanee. Uh, it's in one of those old, uh, like rocked formation buildings. Like it's an incredible place. Um, actually, you know what? I have been there. I have been there. Nice. Now that I now that I saw it, I, I just I assumed that I haven't, but yes, I have been there actually. So 
El Compone. We're going to do an entire series on Prohibition probably <laughs> soon in Tennessee, especially yeah. Middle Tennessee, because it, it may take us 25 episodes to get through Prohibition because there's a lot of stories uh, from that, especially just in Nashville, Middle Tennessee. But we're going to get back to the lake real quick. So one of the biggest attractions that's found on the actual lake is Tim's Ford State Park. And they just opened a brand new uh, lodge. What was it, two weeks ago? It was yeah something close to that. I'm gonna find I'm gonna find their Instagram and throw up that video real quick. So the Tim's Fort State Park, uh, this sits in the shadow of the Cumberland Plateau, um, and it is three thousand five hundred and forty six acres for the park. Uh, still relatively small compared to that to uh, South Cumberland State Park with over forty thousand acres uh, for their park. But it's considered one of the most picturesque lakes in Tennessee and is also regarded as one of the top bass fishing and recreational lakes in the southeast. All right, so I have the Instagram up of their new lounge. Uh, this place is amazing. So just look at this. Oh, that's huge. Like, wow, look at that view, just the lake. Oh, the oh, yeah, bedrooms. I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that on uh, on Instagram. That pool is huge. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> this may be one of the best like places to stay in Middle Tennessee. It may be. I- I'd be curious to see if the uh, the new Fall Creek Fall Lodge compares to that. So that's it. Yeah. Wow. So that's great. Look at that restaurant. Huge, just kind of area to chill out in the lodge. Could play some tic tac toe. You have some waffles in the morning. I'm making pancakes <laughs> or waffles. <laughs> All right, so that's it. That's amazing. That's pretty cool. Um, so with uh, with Tim's Ford uh, State Park, one of the things, can you let's show that photo because I think that photo is kind of very uh, uh, scenic and has a good job of they use this anytime that Tim's Ford Park. State Park has mentioned this photo is usually shown along with it to show really kind of the beauty of the area. Um, that's one of my favorite photos from all the from the Tennessee State Parks. Yeah, so I, I think that's actually the golf course, which we're going to talk about next. I think that's part of the golf course. And we realized this, that there's a golf trail throughout <laughs> Tennessee. A Tennessee golf trail, which is amazing. And I had no idea because I don't golf that often, but it looks incredible. So this is the Bear Trace at Tim's Ford, and it's that basically that island that we just showed. Uh, it's an hour and a half south of Nashville, uh, let's see. It says it says it's another star of the Jack Nicholas designed collection, which he was a PGA guy, if I remember correctly. Right. Yes. Uh, the course at Tim's Ford features the champion uh, Ber- Bermuda greens and the 400 Ber- 419 Bermuda fairways. The wow. opening holes are a blend of link style creations that gently roll across the former pasture land and gradually <laughs> transitions to wooded sites dominated by giant oak trees. Um, there is a 6,764 yard layout it says in parentheses, gold tees with several looks Has a driving range, practice green onsite lodging, snack bar, club rental, and uh, lessons are available. And the park probably near the golf course. If they're smart has 20 cabins uh, situated on the wooded slope of Tim's Ford Lake. The cabins are completely equipped for housekeeping appliances, cooking, serving utensils, linens has a gas fireplace, outdoor balconies, uh, dish network and charcoal grills. Oh, dish network, man. That's, that's getting me there. (laughs) That is getting me there. 
Uh, one thing that actually will get me to Tim's four. This is actually named after Aaron, and I know he had no, this. Yeah, I, I didn't know I, either. I, I didn't know somebody, somebody has failed the family. This beautiful asset. Uh, so this is called Pennington Cave, and look at. We're just going to go through these Google photos real quick. This is awesome. You could basically kayak into this cave. And then if it's actually, like, if the flood zone or flood rate is a little bit higher, you can go into the cave if you're Holy kayak. cow. And that's not even the craziest photo. That's incredible. Photo. You could bring your jet ski in there. <laughs> that sounds like a horrible you idea. You could swim in there. That's but then a, look at this. I don't know if this is fake. This seems fake. <laughs> this guy brought his boat into there. It seems very dangerous if you don't know what the bottom is like. That's true. Oh, and that photo's incredible. The, and so, you, so that's what it's like. Uh, usually. Probably. Yeah, yeah, probably you. It, it, that's probably Usually. what it's what it's like. That's right why you now. don't want to take your pay, your uh, boat through there. Yeah. So, just imagine like you're on a pontoon. And you're like, I'm gonna just go into that cave and see what happens. And then you're stuck. And then you're <laughs> stuck in the cave. You're stuck in yeah, no way out. You're just you're, that's you're done. That's it. But the water level definitely gets high because like there's people yeah. swimming in it. But this is the best photo. Hold on, that's cool. Wow, All that right, is really so cool. Pennington Cave is there, and then with with Tim's Ford Lake being in the position that it is, the best attraction that you're going to find in the area is Jack Daniels. We're going to be honest. Jack Daniels is going to be the best thing down there. Yeah. Um, some good Tennessee whiskey. Lynchburg is a beautiful town. There's a few restaurants in Lynchburg I absolutely love, like the Barrel House. Uh, brisket sandwiches are amazing. Yes, Mary Bobo's when you can Mary get a reservation. Mary Bobo's. Uh, it's just Lynchburg's incredible, and it's not. You're, they're not selling li- uh, liquor. They're selling a souvenir, so <laughs> it, it's a, it's a great thing. So you have to visit yeah. Jack Daniels if you're going down to Tim's. Can we Ford. can we pull up that homepage? Let me uh, and yeah, let me uh, open it back up. Uh, pull up the homepage and show that view because you were talking about that at the beginning of the podcast. That uh, that view of the of Lynchburg and kind of the rolling hills and incorporated into that Tim's Ford area. Yeah. Uh-oh. So um, <laughs> I don't know where it went for you. I don't. Let's just go. Let's get Greg, the Google guy on the street. All right. I, we'll I we'll just, get Greg there. We're dropping it like it's hot. Uh, and we've got, there are a lot of restaurants in this area. We'll tell you about a few of them uh, as well. Oh, Greg. <laughs> what a quick guy. What a quick guy, Greg. Okay. So if you, we have Greg on the street in Lynchburg, Tennessee. He was probably already there drinking Jack Man, Daniels. He, he was just he was just feeling it. He was he was having a rough <laughs> afternoon. Uh, so this is the Barrel House Barbecue Restaurant. I have I have been there. The, this is my favorite barbecue restaurant in Lynchburg. Uh, the the brisket crack sandwich. Yes, it's. If I remember, it's a pretty crack. like it was pretty speedy. Yeah, for a restaurant, it is. And so I think they've added the. Uh, outside patio since I've been there. Well, that and they had a little ice cream stand there. Oh, that's cool. Um, but here in the distance, the, Greg's not doing this justice. Nah. These hills are actually a way way steeper uh, than anything else. So, like, those hills are there, but then the lake is going to be on the backside of those hills. Gotcha. Yep. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so let's talk food. Oasis Steakhouse. Let's not waste any time. Oasis, Oasis Steakhouse. Um, and, and what's so f- interesting is a lot of these places really don't have websites. Uh, don't. So we've they, had to Facebook dig yeah. to find these menus. Uh, so we're heading over to the Oasis Steakhouse menu to see what we have. It's essentially probably a user-submitted photo of a fold-out menu. The monster bacon cheeseburger sounds the best over one pound of meat. Ooh, wow. That is a burger, everybody. Uh, so they have Alfredo pasta, spaghetti, 
uh, Oasis famous quesadillas, the chicken oasis, classic club, Philly cheesesteaks. They have a Jack Daniels prime rib, 20 Ooh. bucks for 20 ounce. Ooh. Ooh, buddy. Wow, that's super nice. Uh, all right, so that is the uh, Oasis uh, steakhouse and bar, I believe, is, is uh, uh, what it officially is on the menu. Now let's go over to the best pun, uh, besides the fish lips that we saw the other day, uh, is the Bluegill Grill. Uh, at the Holiday Landing Marina. Yeah, so I'm I, trying to find their menu here. It doesn't... Let me just order food online. Hold on. They have <laughs> online ordering. Nobody else in this area probably does. No. Uh, you can get some cocktails. Let's let's get to, like, their uh, sandwiches real quick. Okay. okay. So you have a jerk sandwich. You have a Cuban. You have uh, a hamburger. A burger, you have a bunch of po' boys. Uh, beer cheese. You have some sweet tea and lemonade. Uh, they also have a hamburger steak. They have a crawfish julie. Very nice. Yeah. So this this place looks incredible. Um, so another good. They, they they're really good for their puns here. The Hard Dock Cafe is uh, <laughs> is their next thing. Uh, their next restaurant. It's open year round, which is noteworthy for kind of the seasonal uh, lake adventures. And it this place features large uh, screen TVs, indoor, or outdoor, free Wi-Fi. So if you're on the lake and you don't have service, you want to come in, check your emails, your messages. This is going to be a great place to be. Uh, it says they have really good burgers, made to order pizzas, draft or bottled beer, uh, and they have a deck that's overlooking the lake as well. Out, out of all the places we've looked at over the lake series, they're the ones that can make like the best looking pizzas. It seems. Okay, so I'm gonna. You've got the menu pulled up for yeah, them. I have the menu. So they do a 12 inch or a 16 inch home style or thin crust pizza, and then you have all these different options for toppings. You have pepperoni, Italian sausage, grilled chicken, bacon, mushrooms, onion, green peppers, a breakfast peppers. bar. Uh, they also have the breakfast bar from Saturdays and Sundays from 8 a.m. to 10:30 a.m. This place looks great. I think I'm off to go. They also have this is what I love about some of the marinas uh, on-site convenience stores where you can just grab a bunch of food. So that way you can be out on the lake all day. Just bring it back to your boat. Yeah. Bring it back to your boat. Just put it in a cooler and you are good to go. All right. The next one is twin creeks. The this is uh, twin S- creeks marina. Okay. It's called drafts and watercraft. So I think they're all trying to out each other. Yeah, yeah. Here with this one. Uh, this It's the same type of menu. So Philly cheesesteak, you're going to have some of your burgers, your sides. It's going to have their steaks. It's going to have pizza. They actually have a large selection of pizza, too. They have a barbecue pizza, chicken bacon ranch pizza, pepperoni pizza, Philly cheesesteak pizza, a Hawaiian pizza. This one's interesting. A bacon and pickle pizza. Interesting. I don't know if I've ever had that, but I'm willing <laughs> to try it. I'm willing to try um, and then also Lakeview Marina, they just have a very simple menu of pizza. pizza. And they have uh, and hamburgers, cheeseburgers. They have frozen uh, treats, too. So they have some ice cream. A lot of ice cream, apparently. That's probably, you know what? It's a very simple thing to do. Yeah. Probably one of the most popular places because of that. Yeah. Oh, hands down. And if you're going to Tim's Ford Lake or if you're just wanting to go visit Lynchburg and you're looking for a place to stay, Tim's Ford State Park has a a large variety of cabins. They have over 20 cabins on site. Yeah, I remember they got that uh, Dish Network. Oh, that Dish Network. It's 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 getting me there, guys. <laughs> I'm I'm driving down to uh, Winchester, Tennessee right now because of Dish, ne- Dish yeah. Network. You could uh, you could spend a couple days down there for sure. Yeah, uh, especially on the lake. And then Swanee is beautiful. There's so much to do down there. And then you're next to Coffee County. Then you can go see Old Stone Fort. There's so much to do. Uh, tomorrow we're talking about Kentucky Lake. 
That's the big, big, oh, big, Oh, my big gosh. Lake. Excited for that, except it's not tomorrow. It's Monday. See you then. For listening to Nashville Daily. To learn more about today's episode, visit NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. And to stay connected, head to our Discord and you can find the link at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com slash connect. Nashville Daily is now offering tours. If you'd like to take a tour of downtown Nashville, head to the link in the show notes or find out more details at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore.Nash production. Copyright 2022.